What's up, guys, gals, and pals? I'm Katie. I'm Nicole. And this is Double Waved Yellows, an F1 podcast. And today we will be discussing the 2022 Dutch Grand Prix. And the Formula 2 race. <laughs> yes, because Nicole prefers F2 over F1 at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've got that going for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have much news this week. LOL. I do. Uh, yeah, I only remember the one big thing. That's oh, you only well, it was a big thing though. It was a big thing. Yes. I have a lot of little things. Okay, because I think I thought there wasn't going to be anything, so I was writing every little thing down, ah, um, to make up for my last couple of weeks. But Max and Checo are using different floors. Oh, um, the last so first spa and this race, Checo has had a different floor. Max mm-hmm. is using like the most up to date one. Not mm-hmm. that it's like newly updated, just. I think Checo had it and then he's reverted back to the old one that hasn't been seen since Silverstone. Oh. <laughs> hey, Max is known to uh, prefer a car with a looser rear end and a responsive turn-in. And Checo said that the car has moved a little bit in that direction since the season began. Okay. I think maybe Checo just prefers that floor. Maybe they're just trying to test it. Give him something he likes. Yeah. So just in case you thought Max and Checo had the same car, they don't. The Red Bull Porsche merger is looking dire. Yeah, I, ju- I just keep seeing headlines like it has it's not official yet. Well, I essentially, really I think Porsche wants 50% uh-huh. and Red Bull's not willing to give that much. And so it's seeming like it's not going to happen. Which is interesting because my dad now- is distraught. And now wants to buy an Audi instead of a Porsche. I was going to say, yeah, because Audi is like, is that official? Yeah. Yeah, they like, they're like officially buying Sauber or buying into mm-hmm. Sauber. They're completely buying it out, right? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't care enough to know the details <laughs> I of don't it. Care enough I just about know Sauber. that Audi's going to be there. Yeah. Um, wonder how Andretti feels about that. Yeah stupid sober uh yeah so oh the drs zone was extended to through the embankment in Sandboard. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. and as far as i know it stayed like at the beginning of the week they were thinking they might have to take it away after practice but i'm pretty sure it stayed yeah it stayed i really don't care i would like to get rid of drs and it's not just because <laughs> red bull's really fast with it why do you want to get rid of it <sighs> because red bull's really fast with it fernando and lewis took a picture together and it was news yes well lewis posted like a photo dump from last weekend and one of the pictures was a picture of a hat that like had tape on it that said to fernando and he signed the hat that's where it came from it was in a photo dump it will so there was the photo dump of the hat and then like thursday at zandvoort Alonzo's like, where's my hat? And so, right. I think, love that for Fernando. Yeah. Still think Lewis was being a little weird. 100%. He was being so petty. But it still seems so misplaced to me. Um, but yeah. Whatever. Now it's kind of like old news. Yeah. Definitely. I, can't, I just now want... Lewis has another reason to be petty. <laughs> yeah. I just want like violent rivalries you know i just want people to hate each other 
yeah, like aggressive, like not physically violent, <laughs> verbally. Okay. Who, I want people to say th- how they feel. Who do you want time? to be the ones that are in that rivalry? Honestly, I think Fernando and Lewis would make the most sense. They clearly have one. They don't like each other. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just be honest about it. Yeah. Um, Because that'd be awesome. I'd be here for it. But no. We have to take pictures together. <laughs> well, Lewis looked so uncomfortable he in did. that picture. It, yeah. It was Fernando was like living his best life, happy as a clam. I and Lewis is like, Ugh. Because I think Lewis thought he was going to win that battle. Yeah. Yeah. And he did not. Mm-hmm. Fernando was like, where's my hat? Yeah. I want to sell it. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I have some silly season news. Uh, There's been the, the rumors that Pierre is leaving Red Bull for Alpine. Mm-hmm. Which is starting to like pick up steam. Mm-hmm. Um... Felipe Dragovic is looking at like reserve driver roles. Yes. Um, Most likely looking like Red Bull. It was Aston Martin, remember? Oh, yeah. That's what it's been. But then it's switched. I don't, I think he's just getting options. That's what I would do. But yeah. Whatever. But so that mostly came because he did a weird thing because his team, MP Motorsports, a Dutch team, he like revealed the trophy yeah (laughs) it was really weird (laughs) also super ugly i hated the trophy yeah it's like they're in competition with france for worst um worst artistic i liked the gorilla ones you like the gorilla why i think they're they're funny why is that the art why does the artist do that like i don't know why but i think it's funny but it's not supposed to be funny but it's it's funny um so while he was doing that he gave an interview and they asked him um like how his f1 hopes were looking and he said reaching f1 is very difficult um today and obviously the opportunities for a main seat next year are very limited i think there is potential for a reserve seat somewhere so we need to try to look at that but there are other categories we can run that was this was I think in Portuguese and it was translated and then in an English interview I saw he said um there may be some seats open or maybe a reserve driver's so I think they're pushing for reserve also the rumors I'm trying I'm like conflicted on whether or not I want to share this for the sake of the podcast and spreading news or keep it to myself because I'm scared but the rumors that he was going to IndyCar appear to be because he was offered a spot with chip ganassi uh-huh Gana- that's what it's called yep. i always say it wrong okay no you got um, it um and he has turned it down allegedly oh. hmm. so now that's like i think why all the reserve driver things are coming out now mm-hmm. so yes when i wrote this note it was that he was rumored to be given the reserve driver's seat for Aston martin but he has since been seen speaking to helmet marco like in an official way not just a chit chatty way mm-hmm. um and when like asked about it people from his team were like yeah it was for a reserve driver role yeah and even helmet i feel like said something did he i think so i thought i saw something like recent like today 
Uh, let me try and dig through my. Okay. While you're doing that, I'll talk about oh. Colton Herta. Oh, we oh, found wait, it. No, this no. Is, it was it was about Herta. So no. So, uh, was it Helmet that talked about Colton Herta? Yeah. Um, Red Bull might be looking to sign Colton Herta to Alpha Tauri if Pierre leaves to go to Alpine. Um, but to do that, they would need the FIA to grant him a super license because he doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. And there's some drama around that because teams, most of the teams, bosses, like, don't think that's fair and don't think they should do it. There's, like, division amongst fans and motorsport personnel alike. I'm fine with it as long as it's they revamp the entire indie super license system and it's not just an exception for only colton because i think there needs to be a revamp with the super license points what is it now what does the winner get i think they get 40 oh but so how many places down get i feel like it's five that's like f2 though then yeah do you think they should get more I think so. I don't know about that. I just think it's weird that any professional series has to have points to get a super license to get into F1. Like I get the feeder series, Mm -hmm. but it feels like once they are professional drivers, they should be able to go wherever they want. And it should be on the team to be like, (gasps) to take on that liability of someone who doesn't have experience, you know? Yeah. Okay. So in Indy, or actually, let's talk about F2. Mm-hmm. F2, the top three get 40 points. Okay. And then 30, 20, 10, 8, 6, 4, 3. In Indy, first place gets 40. Mm-hmm. Second gets 30. Mm. Third place gets 20. And then 10, 8, 6, 4, 3, 2, 1. So you, you'd have to get like top three and then yeah. potentially multiple years in a row yeah Hmm. so it's it's tougher and I think especially because I do think IndyCar is like as close to F1 as you can get without being an F1 aside from like F2 F2 is the cars are more similar and they drive on the same circuits they have the same rules yeah so I do think F2 if not more is equal in terms of I agree Okay. I just think, I think, I just think there needs to be a revamp of the point system. I think it should be the same as what F2s is. And I think they shouldn't have any. Like you think they shouldn't be allowed an F1 or you just No, think I think that professional series it. shouldn't need, if you're come from like open wheel, you, open cockpit racing. Yeah. Like you shouldn't, or even NASCAR, if an F1 team wants a NASCAR driver, they would never, but if they want to <laughs> do that that should be on the team and not i wonder how it works the opposite direction there like isn't one well just yeah the, the so. reason the super license points came in were because of max weren't they they didn't want another driver to like skip as many mm-hmm. um steps as he did yeah plus they changed the age to 18 yeah so it's like and look how like it's not like max is a terrible driver it's like why yeah. I, I'm fine with the points in the feeder series and getting to F1 from there, but it just seems weird for a professional driver. Like 
if you said um i need i can't think of anybody in indycar right now connor daly okay (laughs) alexander rossi he was in f1 for a hot second right but that means yeah he would have been fine someone who's not yeah who's the guy that wins all the time scott dixon yeah that dude Mm -hmm. he probably has enough points but say he didn't Mm -hmm. to deny that he could go to f1 just because he doesn't have super license points seems stupid Mm -hmm. it was a really bad analogy but you got the point (laughs) And it took us a while to get there. Yeah. Or even anyone in FE. Yeah. If a if someone does great there, I they probably have. I don't know what the super license points is for FE. If it's top. Oh, I'm sure there's some sort of situation. There is, but I don't know how many, like, is it the top, just the top guy that gets 40 points? Um, FE, no. So it's 30, 25, Ooh. 20, 10. So even if you win Formula E, you don't have enough super license points. That's a professional yeah. series. This is yeah. stupid. Yeah. It feels, God forbid, F1 do something elitist, but it feels elitist. Yeah. Yeah. F1 doing something elitist? What? <laughs> what? Keeping people out just to keep people out? <laughs> now I have Oscar news. Do you have anything yes. before that? Um, I would just like to explain how I figured, how I found it out. Okay. What that the the CBC contract CRB <laughs> announced a ruling? Yeah, well, like so. Basically, I was expecting it to happen on Thursday. It didn't. So I like was looking through Twitter in the morning as I was getting ready, and then I got in my car and I was like, "I'm just gonna check Twitter one more time." Like I'm about to leave to go to work. I was like, "I'm just gonna check Twitter one more time." I was like 30 minutes behind on my Twitter timeline, and then I like saw like three tweets. And then I was like, eh, I'll just check it when I get to work. And it had dropped, like, it was literally, like, if I would scrolled, like, one more tweet, I would have seen the news drop. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I just thought it was annoying that I, like, that I didn't know immediately. I knew Thursday I heard that um, McLaren had scheduled a press conference for Friday mm-hmm. at noon. Yes, but apparently that's like, normal for them. Oh, but that's also when they announced it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. okay. What I heard was that so they had their press conference, or like mm-hmm. it was scheduled, and so people were like, "Ooh!" And then press guys were like, "Uh, that's just normal. They do that every Friday." And so I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And then they canceled it, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." And then they reinstated it and announced Oscar. Oh, I don't really care. It's like whatever it'll happen when it happens yeah um so we got some more information on the contract so much drama alpine the biggest idiots yeah i was watching after <laughs> qualifying <laughs> and the, it, it dropped in the middle of if that's mm-hmm. one of the qualifying there's ever either f3 or f2 and they were explaining some stuff that was coming out and i guess I think it was Paul DeResta who said something I didn't know, which was that Otmar had said when he, they found out Alonzo was leaving, he went down to the sim because that's like where Oscar was supposed to be. And he told him, you're going to be our driver next year. And Oscar looked at him and smiled. And I was like, that seems weird. Like, why Mm -hmm. would Oscar do that if all this Mm -hmm. other stuff happened? Then I started reading into the contract stuff and more information and it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So... 
now we'll get into that so timeline last november alpine believed that their term sheet that was dated from november 2021 was a valid contract because their lawyer wrote legally binding on the top of it of their copy and not because they then sent it to oscar to sign it and stuff his copy didn't have legally binding on the top also that's not really like how that works <laughs> but so essentially they had agreed oscar and alpine had agreed that he would be their reserve driver and stuff um in november and they were like we'll send you a contract they did not he did not get his reserve driver contract for this year until like a week before the season started oh yeah like officially his contract hmm he got the term sheet in november and that was supposed to be the beginning of their like negotiation talking for Mm -hmm. his reserve role and his um they had essentially told him he would be driving in f1 the next year Mm. um Hmm. yeah so they said after his they got the term sheet that he would have a contract within 10 days that did not happen mark weber was like frustrated about it and kept contacting Alpine and their um director of legal affairs the French name Benedicte Mercer (laughs) um and she said that she was like too busy Uh, she was too busy with Alpine stuff honestly that was probably when a lot of the remember the who's that driver Prost and whoever was there before oh. was leaving like they had a lot of inter internal turmoil yeah um which i haven't seen anyone talk about but maybe that's what was happening yeah but she was so busy um nothing happened in january and then in february they told them that um she was still so so busy and she that after like the launch of the car and stuff that she would have more time and they would go from there Oscar was at the launch mm-hmm. so he's fully like doing his job yep. as a reserve driver without a contract mm-hmm. um uh, March 2022 days before the season began at the Bahrain GP Oscar still did not have a contract for either his um the reserve driver's seat for that mm-hmm. year or anything past it which they oh. had talked about doing um he got the draft on march 4th that's my birthday and alpine said that they would be sending the race seat contract like about a week after Hmm. okay um so that's all of that stuff i don't know that he i don't he never got the race seat right one so he was so the contract the march 14th contract for the reserve driver thing was the one that was given to the crb and they're like, there's no, there's no like racy contract in here or an option for an extension mm-hmm. um, beyond this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was also something about he couldn't be granted a super license without the reserve position. Huh. So that was a problem. But he has now. So because she hadn't written the contract, the lawyer and it was getting so close to the season and he needed his super license points. That's when she wrote the legally binding on the term sheet from November. Um, but again, that's not how contracts work. <laughs> like and she just the- hand wrote it on the top? Yeah. 
which it could be like you could argue that then it was a legally binding contract but the, the CRB then says that whether Miss Mercer genuinely believed that the term sheet was legally binding is not for us for us to say, because huh. even if she did, Oscar didn't. Like, why would he think it if he didn't have the legally binding on the top of his sheet? Exactly. Okay. On May 19th, Alpine sent a document to Piastri entitled Oscar Piastri 2023-2026 proposal. Okay. Which was essentially, it was like a roadmap and it would be like, you're going to drive in Williams next year with maybe the intent, um, the option to stay another year at Williams. And then by 2025, unless we get you in 2024, you'll come to LP. Huh. And it needed to be activated. I didn't see this the first time. The, the recall for him to come uh, for 2024 needed to be activated by July 31st, 2023. So remember the, the rumor that July 31st was a deadline this year? uh-huh i think that's where this comes from it was next year oh yeah um and then from 2025 onwards piastri was planning on being an alpine full-time but meaning he would potentially have to wait until 2025 and oscar was like i don't want to do that i don't really want to drive for williams for two years so we're going to look elsewhere uh-huh. and that's when mark started going to mclaren uh-huh. um on June 3rd, Piastri signed a driver's agreement with McLaren. June 3rd. Huh. Um, depending on the rights. Uh, so when he was like no longer, the rights to the other two were no longer effective. So if he got out of his Alpine contract, that's what that contract was for. So like okay. essentially, if you somehow become free, like we get you we first. Get you. Yeah. Um, but then on July 4th, that's wait. when Piastri, okay. No, wait. Okay, say that. On July 4th, that's when Piastri actually signed his McLaren race contract. Um, that would be for next year. And a, mm-hmm. the day after. Right. So he would, the day, that would be January 1st, 2023, which according to his only real contract was after his reserve driving contract with Alpine was over. And he'd yeah. be a free agent. Yeah. Um, I've also I, heard rumors that that contract was for a reserve seat. The one that was signed on July 4th? Yeah. Oh. Potential to be a race driving seat. And it didn't change to race driver until relatively recently, but I don't know. Huh. I haven't heard that. Um, no, I just think it's very interesting that the contract was signed on July 4th. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clearly the final straw for McLaren was June 30th when they were at Silverstone and or June 31st no 30th and Lando and Daniel were doing their little bouncing down the track on those things and Daniel whacked Lando in the face that was the (laughs) last straw for McLaren they were like nope we're done we're getting Oscar (laughs) because right after it's purely it's pure logic yeah july 4th was a week before daniel released his statement um saying he was committed to mclaren Mm -hmm. um fun stuff that and like some people are like why did they make him do that and he's been saying he's been they were very open about talks and things like that so a lot of people started saying it was like a negotiating tactic to try and like almost like make them look bad slash try and get them to keep him 
but he had already signed the contract i don't know i just think they're yeah. both they both themselves. Up. well yeah. i actually heard daniel didn't know about oh. the oscar signing i think mm. he knew that they were looking at options and um who's the team principal zach brown he's not no team principal if he's not zach brown he doesn't matter oh andreas seidel yes he said that they had been very transparent with daniel throughout the last month and the last week and i'm like um, my dude that doesn't count yeah that's when all this stuff broke like yeah you can't see the last month and expect us to be like yeah that's fair yeah um, no you had to have been open about it from june 3rd apparently yeah oh this is where i saw it it was in a comment don't know how valid that is but someone said it's the said the contract was originally for a reserve role with a guaranteed race seat in 24 i think that's for alpine okay so forget what i said about the mclaren thing okay <laughs> forgetting oh alpine statement oh yeah oh another thing to say i don't know how much of this is otmar's fault because he wasn't there mm. in november Mm-hmm. I'm like he should know at this point. He shouldn't have been saying all the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> if he saw the legally binding written term sheet, like. But he's sort of. It's more. Um, is it Laurent Rossi. Yeah, the dude that's the head of him. Yeah, and Alpine. He's like the CEO of Alpine, I think. Yeah, it's that dude's fault. Where the heck is he? Hiding. In and a Renault somewhere. Okay, so Alpine said that the they thank the contract recognition board for convening on Monday, and they acknowledge the decision they have made. How lovely! <laughs> They're not like I can't hear you. Yeah, um, we consider the matter closed on our side, and we'll announce our full 2024 driver lineup in due course. <laughs> our immediate focus is on the Dutch Grand Prix and securing yeah. points in our fight for fourth in the constructors' championship. Okay, and then I heard Oscar's side, mm -hmm. and he said, my decision to join McLaren was made well in advance of Alonso's departure, which made Alpine's announcement probably even more confusing and upsetting because we had told the team that I wasn't going to continue. Mm -hmm. uh, it was quite upsetting as the announcement was false, and it also denied me the opportunity to properly say goodbye to everyone at Enstone. Mm -hmm. I had been with team for a bit over two and a half years now, and for the rest of the team to find out I was leaving in that matter was very upsetting. I still haven't had the opportunity to show my gratitude to all the men and women at Enstone. Piastri also revealed how awkward it was for him knowing that he informed Alpine that he had, um, knowing that he informed Alpine that he was told during a sim session that the team was putting the announcement out. Mm -hmm. The team principal, Otmar Snaf <laughs> Safnauer, <laughs> oh, throwback, revealed last weekend that Pia Piastri had smiled and said thank you at being told of the news. Reflecting on that moment, Piastri said that was a bizarre and frankly upsetting episode. It was done publicly in front of some members of the team who were oblivious to the situation and they didn't want to cause a scene in front of them. Once we were in private, I told Otmar what our position was and what he had been told multiple times before that. It was very surprising to me to make that announcement. He huh. added it was the biggest moment of my life or biggest moment of my career and probably my life up to now to have that falsely announced was something my management and I felt had to be correct had to correct and there was also potential legal implications if we didn't deny the announcement and I think he talked about how his last sentence in the statement was that like he would never drive for Alpine was probably mm -hmm. a little harsh but it needed to be said mm -hmm. f1's a soap opera 
there's definitely multiple sides to every story just don't know if we've heard the full one yet but oh for sure who knows if we ever will no i want to know what what was happening with lp in november december january yeah and i want to know if they're hiring within their legal team because they need you apparently i'm available (laughs) almost well i can graduate early i'll graduate over there i'll do zoom oh yeah perfect yeah when do you actually graduate may may they could use you clearly yeah anyway i think i'm finally done with news okay um i think my only other news oh okay so this was the felipe drugovic stuff this was like in the last day or so uh a day ago, there was a tweet that said Felipe Drogovic was seen entering Red Bull's motorhome, presumably for a meeting with Helmut Marco as he left the motorhome shortly after Felipe. Drogovic is still negotiating with Aston Martin about a reserve seat in 2023. Then 10 hours later, latest rumor, Felipe Drogovic has officially signed a contract with Alfa Tauri to be their what? reserve driver for the 2023 season. The contract was signed on Thursday and the meeting yesterday with Helmut Marco was reportedly regarding the announcement of it who knows but i don't want him to be a reserve driver for a i know i want him to have a real scene i want mick to have a real seat and haas is sabotaging him we need to go fight it's crazy people. that red bull has like the biggest driver academy in the world uh-huh literally <laughs> and they're going after Dragovich and herda i was liam lawson i'd be <laughs> what the heck yeah I'd be like, okay, I'm out. Goodbye. Ooh, Going somewhere else. Caused a bit of a stir in F2. Okay. Let me get into my F3 recap. I didn't watch all of it because it was boring, but I'll just give an update on points and stuff. Okay. Okay. Qualifying disaster for Arthur. He's dead to me right now. He's dead to me. Why? What happened? Oh, he's dropped down to sixth in the championship. But why is he dead to you? Because he does this to me all the time. He hurts me. <laughs> okay. I don't have room in my life for pain like this. Okay. 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 Sprint race. Yes. Kyo Collette, Brazilian boy, also MP Motorsport, uh-huh. home team. Uh huh. Got first. Nice. Good for him. Yep. Second. Juan Manuel Correa. That's right. It's his first oh, podium yeah. since returning to motorsport. Yeah. Love that for him. He was starting on pole, uh, reverse pole, uh, and lost the position at the start. Mm. That was happening a lot this weekend. Lose, mm. uh, drivers losing pole at the start. Um, who came in third? Sacco Sullivan. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing about Sacco Sullivan. <laughs> don't uh, know, don't care. The feature race, St. Maloney won again. So it's his second feature race win. Um, in two weekends hmm. and because of that he's passed arthur in the standings mm. yay <laughs> yay uh victor martins uh got second so he's now retaken the championship lead mm. and i don't know why but because he like for a while was arthur's kind of like biggest rival, rival i like picture him as a villain i don't know what <laughs> he looks like but i just picture a villain i'm actually rooting for him to win now because he he's the highest returning uh, F3 driver. Mm. And he's, I don't know, he's French. That doesn't matter. I think Isaac Hazard is French too. Uh, 
Yeah, he is. I don't, I just want him to win now. Okay. Over as a Kajak because he's a rookie and I just don't like it when rookies win. Because I'm mean. But what about when Charles won? I just wasn't watching then. But True. if Arthur can't win as a rookie, no one can. <laughs> so Franco Calipendo got in third. Oh, I love his name. Yeah, he's one he's a good name. <laughs> F2. Uh, who got pole, Katie? Who got pole? Felipe Dragovich. Yay. Uh, <laughs> he actually got pole from the pit lane too because there was a red flag and there were four minutes to go and uh, he just didn't go back out. Oh. I think because they had already like done their second run and their tires, they had to come in on the in lap. So their tires were going to be like not great. Got there it. were some drivers that improved, but not like near the top. So mm-hmm. pole position. Yay. Feature race. The most boring race I've ever seen in my life. Um, Clement Novolak had reverse pole position. I was super excited about it. Marcus Armstrong was in second. There was this whole thing about the Twitter thing. <laughs> yeah. Clem tagging Marcus on Twitter, but he actually tagged the wrong Marcus. And then that guy became Twitter famous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was funny. But Again, at the start, Marcus Armstrong got past Clement Noblock, and then it stayed that way forever and ever and ever. And then there was a late safety car, and I think Awasa got past Fittipaldi, or maybe Lawson got past Awasa. There was one change in the top 10 the whole race. It was boring. Um, but Marcus Armstrong ended up winning that race. It's his third win, I think, all sprint races. Oh, the season because he's like down in tenth, and he's uh-huh. he has pretty good sprint races, but there's way less like there's not a lot of points given for the sprint races. Right. Um, second was Clement Novak. It's his first podium in F two. Mm-hmm. Boy, he needed it. He's had a rough season. Mm. And then is he with Prema? No, he's with MP. He's Felipe's teammate. Oh, Dennis Hauger, Prima. Okay. Prema. I think it's actually Prema. Whatever. Third. <laughs> he got third. And then for the feature race, Felipe Dragovic had pole. He was the first driver on pole to keep pole at the start hmm. before Max did it. Mm-hmm. Um, kept pole. It was kind of I'm trying to remember. Oh, there were a couple safety cars and then there was a wild safety car restart where um all most of the drivers i think all of the drivers on the main strategy had pitted so there's just like five cars in the front who were on the alternate strategy which were like they were the hard harder tires Mm -hmm. and so then it was felipe drogovic doing again right up um behind drogovic and they were like, oh, it's going to be exciting. This restart is doing going to get Dragovic, blah, 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 blah. Lawson was in front. He went to start. It was like Tuscany. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Or the Tuscan GP. Um, when I think it was Botas was starting and then he changed speed and went again. Um, and there was that huge pileup. Yeah. 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 It was like that. Except I don't think it was as bad, but it was mm-hmm. um, Vishore like ran into Duin, Duin spun and crashed out. Um, Vishore's nose was all messed up. And then oh. Clem, he was in the points again. 
uh he got hit too and he went mm. into the pit lane and it took out like maybe three three or four cars hmm. and it was dangerous so yeah but he didn't switch it didn't look like Thawson stopped and started again I think he just because he started super late mm-hmm. it had bunched the field up and everyone was like felt like he should go and then he didn't so they they accelerated and decelerated quickly mm-hmm. so there was no um action penalties or anything no but it, it okay. caused some crashes anyway Felipe ended up winning taking 25 points um oh maybe there was a penalty because Teo finished ninth and he finished 10th interesting um to richard vishore was second and he's the one whose name was awasa for sure yeah he said the first lap he had a bit of a problem and then after that it was fine okay real quick though for sure is dutch hold on so he was on the podium for his dutch gp and felipe Djokovic team mp motorsport dutch team okay I was thinking nose, like on your body, not car nose. <laughs> he messed up his nose. How did it get through the helmet? I was, that's why I was confused. That's why it took me a while. And then I was like going on Twitter to search his name to like, I'm like picturing like a bloody nose, like a broken nose. And so I'm like starting to type his name and I was like, wait, these cars have noses. That was a very stupid moment. Practice? I don't have any notes. Oh, Felipe Dragovic, he had a 70 point lead, but it looks like a poor chair gained a position. So he has a 69 point lead. Okay. Whatever. Um, what was the whole fake gravel trap? Do you know what that was? It was just a, I thought it was a, not a painted, but kind of like a, I don't know. I thought it was like a rubbery sort okay. of situation. Got it. Cause like I kept but seeing I never tweets about it, but I never it. looked into it so i never saw it also tons of pigeons yes it was tons a pigeon pigeons. party um, yeah so it looks like felipe it might clinch title next week could he in Monza. yeah he yeah. also lives in italy so that's cute that's fun practice i have no notes me either i watched it i just didn't write anything <laughs> I, max had a yeah. gearbox problem in fp1 uh and then in fp2 they were off i remember and i remember going to bed thinking like don't think too much into it mm-hmm. don't get your hopes up i'm sure yeah. we'll figure it out and they did yeah so qualifying indeed yep uh after the first runs in Q1, Max and Checo were 1-2, but they were more than a second apart, which was just wild to me. Oh my God, sorry. I just realized we didn't do out in Q1 last week. I realized it because I actually listened to the episode because I made a list of things to do for out of context and I just never posted it because I never gathered the pictures or made the pictures. So yeah. I'm offended by myself. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> uh. Norris had an unsafe release and then George got on the radio because he was behind him and he was like oh that was not safe or something like that and my dad was like what is he a get with boy scout like just ratting <laughs> Lando out 
Um, uh, Mick was in the top eight for a hot second. Oh, uh, the end of quality was sad. Like <laughs> Ricardo, 18th. And Lando, he was like down in the elimination zone, but then had another lap and went third. And Ricardo was still 18th. Yeah, I just wish he could have one like, just one like stick it to a moment. And he, Uh, yeah, it's not happening. It's not happening. And it's sad. Uh, And Vettel had a purple first sector. And I was like, ooh. And then he went quite off in sector three and just pitted. That's just all Q1, right? Yes. Fun. So who was out in Q1? Otas was 16th. Magnuson, 17th. Ha, Gunter. Um, <laughs> I am so... Oh, I'm so over Gunter. I'm just... Because he hates Mick and I don't know why. And I, uh, it makes me want to like strangle him. Maybe um, he has a vendetta against Michael. Uh, maybe. I don't know. He ha- certainly has a vendetta against Mick. And so anytime Mick do does you, better than Magnuson, do you it think, just thrills me. Do you think they sabotaged his pit stop? I'm not going to say yes, but I'm not going to say no. <laughs> okay. Um, Ricardo, 18th. Vettel 19th, good old Latifi 20th. That reminded me of something, but I'm going to keep it <laughs> for okay. later. Okay. Okay, Q2. Um, we had a red flag because someone threw a flare mm. onto the track. I forgot about that. Yeah. Dinguses. Um, after the first round, Stroll was ahead of Norris and Russell, which just felt really weird. And both Mick and Lance made it into Q3, and I was quite happy about that. So out in Q2 was Gasly 11th, Ocon 12th, Alonso 13th, Joe 14th, Albon 15th. Okay. Q3. Q3. Um, Leclerc somehow went faster than Max after the first run. Hey. Somehow. <laughs> okay look that was like the first time that we had the whole weekend that was like in the 110s and so i was like dang okay yeah he even said like qualifying was rough until q3 somehow it all came together yeah but we also knew that like max still had some time because he lost some time i think in sector two so and stroll had a technical problem so he wasn't able to go out which was kind of sad i completely like brushed over the fact that he got into q3 yeah yeah good for lance i was pretty happy about it um and mick had his best dry quality because he qualified eighth um and then we had so we had charles and max on their last laps and so i'm like looking at the greens and the purples and the yellows trying to see what's happening max went past us so he got pole shortly after Perez like dipped his rear into the gravel and spun and people were like oh my goodness he's oh that was a conspiracy Uh uh-huh but the the Mercs wouldn't have I know but how much did Max get pulled by Katie 
not much no i feel like there's been a hundredth yeah i feel like there's been a smaller margin though they said it was the smallest margin this year but i thought there were some thousands um but i guess not maybe like silverstone apparently charles let off um let off let out uh another one of his iconic now yells oh when he heard the um the dis like the the time difference uh by how much he lost it by i didn't hear that glad i didn't hear it because i can only take so much (laughs) Um, did you hear about the second flare yes people thought that it was thrown at lewis because toto said it yeah Toto said, so apparently, I didn't hear about it until recently, the flare like hit the track and kind of rolled towards the pit lane. And then Toto was like, Lewis was in the pit lane. So I don't know if he was throwing at him or what. No. Like, okay. There was like some video of like Yuki and you could see it was thrown like, yeah, it was, yeah. Don't throw threat flares. Don't throw don't, flares. Don't do the flares. Don't like, bring I'm, them. Don't yeah. throw them like i like it looks cool like i'm not gonna lie it looks cool but it's a nuisance i think the only time that the flares should be allowed podium is post race like once everyone has crossed the line there should be like a flare section too like a smoking section yeah. be like like the grandstand there should be a disclaimer like this is a flare section yeah if you have a flare come here yeah if you're allergic to flares don't, don't come here don't be anywhere near here <laughs> yeah they smell gross like there were I'm some sure. in the section like near me at yeah or yeah it was gross i did not enjoy it yeah um so qualifying for stopping first leclerc second signs third hamilton fourth press fifth russell sixth norris seventh schumacher eighth Sonoda ninth, Stroll 10th. I feel like it like felt very much like the usual suspects, but it was also kind of like there was just enough like spice in there to like make it interesting. Obviously, it was going to be interesting having Max and Leclerc side by side. It feels like forever that it's that happened. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true. It just feels like it for sure. What was Hungary? I don't remember what you were at Hungary was. Well, what uh, Max started 10th. Oh, that's right. And I mean, like, I guess, like, they started side by side in last week, but it was not the same. Yeah, it wasn't the same. Um, So, yeah, it's it's felt like it's been a while for sure. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. Okay. I stayed up till like four in the morning watching F2. So I did not. What? Why didn't you sleep at all in between? Because I was watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, those movies are long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right now, I prefer Lord of the Rings over The Hobbit. Okay. I have seen all these I movies I thought you were going to say I prefer Lord of the Rings over Formula One. <laughs> I might. I was not, like, there's no correlation here. Not Formula Two, though. Love that. So I watched Formula Two. Loved that. Had a great time. Went to sleep. Was like, I'm not waking up at six. Woke up at like 10 and then I watched it, but I didn't look. I wanted to at some point because I was like, (laughs) 
Like, there's no way he gets off the podium again. There's no way. It darn near happened. It, it worked out, mm-hmm. but I was ready to not. I was ready to give up Formula One. <laughs> you were ready to stop living? Yeah. So, race. Also, oh, yeah. I turned on the, the, the race, and I was like, that looks super rainy. I agree. But it was just, like, the mistiness because beach like okay weather um let's see the race started max stayed ahead and i said and that's the race over (laughs) um lando got ahead of george stroll and ocon both had good starts uh mick fell back a little uh lap two k mag went wide and off the track and brushed the wall but then kept going yeah, and I thought I, like, he was out of it. Oh, same. I and I was really bad because like I'm not this type of person, but because of all the Haas stuff and the mm-hmm. like, Gunter loves K Mag and hates Mick thing. I was like, ha! And my dad was like, That's so rude. And I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just I'm feeling things. Yeah, I've never rooted for someone's downfall more than I've rooted for Carlos's last year. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm rooting never- for. K-Mag's downfall I... just because I want like Mick to stick it to him and to Gunter. Yeah, remember how I was at the beginning of the season with Carlos? Uh-huh. Yeah. It was yeah. worse the end of last season. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling that way about K-Mag and like it's just it's just a moment. It's just it's a period of time. Yeah, cuz we love K-Mag. Yeah. But we hate Gunther. Yeah, and so for the moment, we just need Gunther? To- Gunther. Gunther because Gunther loves K-Mag. Or, and hates Mick so it's just it all comes down to Gunter so sorry K-Mag blame it on Gunter go break his door if you're mad about it I wish we could have seen the door oh my goodness me too I would pay so much money to see that door <laughs> it's in a museum I would pay somewhere. so much money to see it happen yeah um I forgot to say before we started the race, this race felt super messy to me. Like it felt like everyone was drunk. Like the drivers, the engineers, strategists, the mechanics, everyone was was drunk. It was weird. It was a weird race. I wouldn't say it was a good race. I would say it was a weird race. It was messy. Um, Gasly or yeah Gasly was holding Alonzo back for a while but then eventually Alonzo got him Vettel pitted at some point I don't know when I only know I noticed yeah I noticed it on lap 11 so it was early who were you um listening to them I wasn't listening to anybody oh they they talked about it that's why Hmm. I think it was like lap 10 lap 10 oh wait what do you mean who was I listening to on the tv oh I was listening to Sky okay they talked about it I was oblivious. <laughs> I was half dead watching this race. Because <laughs> I was uh, just waiting for the inevitable Charles slips out of podium positions. Yeah. Um, then Alonzo passed Yuki. Daniel pitted. Gasly pitted. Lap 13. Alonzo pitted. Joe pitted. Lap 14. Mix pitted. Mix. Mick pitted. 10 seconds. A 10 second pit. How does that 
happen. It's sabotage. And then at the end of the race, he said, yeah, we had a bad pit stop. I'm like, that was more than a bad pit stop. That was horrendous. Like his five second pit stop later in the race. Cause yeah, he had another bad pit stop. That's a bad pit stop. 10 seconds. That's atrocious. And it's sabotage. Mm-hmm. He should talk to Tony G. Can you imagine if he was replaced with Tony G? That would that. be such a joke. Such a joke. Sorry, Antonio. But like, you're a nice guy, but he's not even doing good in Formula E. Mick so much more deserves this seat. How could Gunter even entertain the idea of Tony G in the seat? I don't understand. I just think they should go for a rookie. Named Felipe Dragovich. I mean, <laughs> why not? You know? Uh, who knows? Um, then Yuki pitted. Mm-hmm. Lap 15. Signs pitted. Mm-hmm. And boy, was it a pit. Yeah, it was, was wasn't it? Was yeah. it 12 seconds? 12.7. It was long. Um, it was long. And they didn't have the tire? Yep. The rear left. I thought it was the front left. Oh, wait, no. It was rear. the back one. I don't know. Yeah. And then <laughs> I don't, I didn't watch it enough to, I didn't watch it again for some reason, but I don't know why the gun was also just laying in the middle of the, did they yeah. throw it? I don't know. Because then Checo ran it over. Uh huh. And then watching them try to replace that was fun. Uh-huh. But, my favorite part was after the pit stop and then they had Matteo on the radio and they asked him about it and he's like, what was that about? And he was like, it was just a mess. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. I had to go back and listen to it again because it was like, what did he... <laughs> it was just... It was like, just did he mess. really just fully admit that? It's like, we're going to have to look at that later. Yeah. He said, I think they just weren't ready. Yeah, like, and like, did they make the call late? I don't know. I think... That's what they were alluding to. I love Ted because he was trying to like, it's like, I don't know how a team could make that mistake. Maybe the wrong tire was in like the wrong blanket. Mm-hmm. And so they got it out and had to take it back and bring another one in. But nope. <laughs> no, it was just a well, mess. I saw, I saw a video and like, I saw the tire. Like it was on the other side of the car. They were holding it. Yeah. They just like didn't bring it over. <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> It's like, oh, the car's here. I guess we need to go put it on. We'll yeah. just go stroll over and put it on. I was just like, what? I, what? Carlos had maybe the worst race of his life. Yeah. And like, this was certainly not his fault. This oh. one, no. Um, so yeah, it was a fun little stop. Yeah. It was a fun little setting the stage of Ferrari this race. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> this is my breakdown. I don't understand. The season started so good. I know. We were fine. And then Spain, your stupid <laughs> dad, he ruined his, Charles's engine. And then ever since then, I mean, we had reliability issues for a while. We had like chapters, right? Yeah. We were like, Ferrari's golden. We're fantastic. And uh-huh. then reliability issues. And now it's just strategy disaster no one has a brain yeah and i i don't understand they need to go like on the black market and buy a brain just a single brain would be enough they can share it yeah (laughs) right now i think they're only sharing a brain cell (sighs) 
just want Bahrain back. Remember when Charles got to, got to joke uh-huh. on the radio that his engine wasn't working? Yep. Hmm. If he did that now. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Sorry. Breakdown over. Next. Uh, um, Joe was noted for speeding in the pit lane and got a five-second penalty. Apparently. Yeah. I never saw the penalty come I through. I didn't see it go through, but I We knew he'd get one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Vettel and Mick had a little battle, which was fun. Mick came out victorious. It was like some of the best racing that we had this race because there was. And wasn't we wouldn't that have had it if he didn't have a long pit stop. So I don't want the ten because had it not been for those two pits, he had to have been. Because okay, let's did he think score about the point? Did he was he in the points? No. Oh. No. He was, <laughs> he was nowhere so near. Not it. no. He was thirteenth. Okay. Bad. But here's the thing. Like, Haas hasn't had a pit stop less than three seconds the entire season. So let's just, like, assume that their pit stops are going to be about four seconds. Between his first pit and his second pit, that's, like, seven, eight seconds that he, like, further ahead that he should Okay, now look at the finishing. What position would that have put him in? I know that's not the same thing because I know track position and stuff, but it's close. He would have been 11th, I think. So like Mm -hmm. just outside of the points, but still like if he'd popped out early, like, and he's battling with different people and different things can happen. So do you think it's better for him to have had the bad pit stops and people talk about, oh, he had those bad pit stops and finished 13th or to have started eighth and finished 11th with normal pit stops? I mean, people talk wise, it's better that he had the bad pit stops. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so annoyed. <laughs> yeah. It was a long pit stop. It was stupid long. Botas pitted, Stroll pitted, Charles pitted, Lando pitted, Max pitted, Ocon pitted. Ferrari said to Carlos, we are still on plan A. Lap 22, they said they were going to investigate the pit lane and sit in between Perez and Carlos after the race, which is probably going to be a hefty fine. Wait, uh, that was... Oh, the gun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there yeah. were multiple pit lane incidents. Yeah. Uh, Almon pitted. Nothing for a few laps. Max passed George. It was really cool. Like, just the atmosphere there is cool. Like, just the roar of the crowd when mm-hmm. Max passed George was cool. Uh, Daniel pitted for the I second hate, time. I hate how many Dutch fans there are. Oh, I know. I hate seeing all the orange. <sighs> why is it orange? I don't know why orange is associated with Holland, but it is. Okay. And I've always wondered it. I've just decided to give up and just go with it. Um, Hamilton pitted. George pitted. The... Merck's got ahead of signs because of his stupid long pit. Um, oh. I just googled why did the Dutch like orange? Something about soccer? The royal family. The house of orange Nassau, Nassau, Nassau. Uh, which is like what Nax was. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. He was like. Because I didn't write it an, down. Yeah, he was inducted as like an officer or something. I don't know what that means, but I don't it's either. a big deal. It's a big deal, and he was wearing for jeans. For the Netherlands. I did see he was wearing jeans. 
<laughs> he was um, wearing jeans because, of course. So wait, so the lineage began. This is the royal family. The lineage lineage began with the famous William of Orange, oh. who was crowned Prince of Orange in 1544. With his leadership, the color orange being a symbol of the Dutch royal family. Like, was his last name Orange? I don't know. <laughs> Why is their flag then not orange? Can someone give us a just? Could you imagine their flag is just orange? It's not. I mean, I feel like that's what it should be. They should change it. I agree. Symbolizes plain, national unity. Yeah, just make it a plain orange flag. Does any other country have a plain orange flag? Probably not. I don't it's think too there's basic. any it's orange in any flag. I'm trying to think of all the flags that I know. But like flags aren't just plain colors because then it would be hard to. It's like a warning sign. Oh, <laughs> Ireland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They could do like orange and white. Yeah, do do orange with white polka dots. <laughs> oh, it's literally like the prince's flag for the. It used to be from 1572 to 1795. It was orange, blue, and white. Oh. Then why did they change it to red? I don't know, be, man. I think it should be orange. <laughs> you heard it here first. The Dutch flag <laughs> should be orange. Yes. Well, orange, blue, and white. Where does like, the blue come from? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many red, white, and blue flags. So make it orange. That's our everybody email. <laughs> email, email the, the Netherlands, Netherlands and be like, change your flag. Yeah. It's confusing. Honestly, it's confusing. Yes. And remember to CC us in your email, doublewaveshows at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, anyways, back from our history lesson. Yeah. Um, Matt, or, okay, so Gasly pitted Hamilton, doesn't need to pit again, but Max probably will. Then Mick pitted again, and it was 4.9, and I said in all caps, they hate him. Uh, Then Charles was just told that we don't believe we can do plan C. So that scared me, but I also think it was maybe a good thing. I think that was one stop. So so staying out on the the mediums, which, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, Did he end up forced? Three, three stopping i always get confused with stops uh i think because of the late safety car i think they did yeah yeah um and then hamilton almost passed perez perez said no and locked up and it was sketchy not sketchy but it was just like whoa uh then vettel pitted <clears throat> and then hamilton is coming up on perez again hamilton passes perez and then Vettel comes out right ahead of them at the worst possible place. And then it like, gets it, all though. kinds of messed up and like weird and just, yeah. I loved it though, because I was at that point reading between the lines and seeing Charles slipping off that podium. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just crash, just crash, <laughs> just crash into each other. It's going to be fine. Yep. Um, It'll be fine. But it was still fun to watch. Yeah. It was definitely like one of the it was definitely one of the few exciting moments like exciting on track that's weird this race wasn't boring 
Yes. But it's because of all the, the weird drunkenness happening. Yes. Not because of the, the racing. <laughs> exactly. Like the racing itself, we had like this battle and we had like Vettel and Mick and that was it. It'd be like the restart. Oh yeah. Joe pitted, then Russell passed Perez, then Perez pitted, then Vettel was under investigation for ignoring blue flags. He actually got a penalty for that? Yeah. Or was it a, a penalty and a penalty point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Alex pitted and Yuki pitted. This is lap 44. I actually don't Sainz think... also pitted. Sorry, going back to the blue flags. I don't think uh, that was that egregious. I think oh, I, been, I agree. There's been way worse ignoring blue flags. Yeah. Alex Albon in Monaco. I'm never going to forget it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Charles. Yeah. Um, so lap 44, we have Signs, Alex, and Yuki pitting. And then, so basically Yuki pits, comes out of the pits, and then he like goes and stops on the side of the track. And he thinks that his tires aren't fitted on properly. And then the next lap, AlphaTauri comes on the radio and they're like, the tire's okay, you can keep going. So he keeps going. And then Yuki goes back into the pits and they're like checking on his belts, which at first didn't make sense to me, but then I, I thought about it and figured it out. I immediately assumed that he had took his seatbelt off. Yeah, I didn't think that far ahead. Well, I remember Charles did that once. Again, yeah. all my F1 knowledge has to do with Charles, <laughs> but he did it once uh, like in 2019 or something. Yeah. And he actually got on the radio and was like, I need to come in. He's like, the car, the Ferrari was like, the car's fine. He's like, no, my seatbelt. And they're like, stop, <laughs> like, don't talk about uh-huh. it, come in. Yeah. Um, I They were saying that the, because- on the broadcast they were trying to say that alpha towery was maybe trying to cover up the fact that they had an unsafe release because they didn't want a penalty by um messing with the seatbelt and saying it was a seatbelt issue mm. i think he took a seatbelt off and they had to put it back on but they said that they changed the tires did that happen i think so so first time he comes in they change his tires he goes out he's like something's wrong and stops then they're like everything's fine he goes back in the pit lane they fix his seatbelt and change the tires yeah they put him on used softs okay and then he goes out again Mm -hmm. and And he's like it still doesn't feel right okay and so they told him to stop Uh and people on twitter are theorizing (laughs) that red bull put them up to this to protect their really really small lead in the championship because you know (laughs) like they have so much competition it was the netherlands though it is a dutch gp and it's max's home race i still don't think they did it oh no (laughs) like it's such yeah um it would be so stupid of them to do that too maybe the bigger problem is having a junior team to begin with because this constantly happens, mm-hmm. is that Red Bull's accused of having Alpha Tauri doing something. And regardless mm-hmm. of whether they're doing it or not, the, the fact that it's a conversation is maybe enough reason to not allow junior teams. Maybe Porsche should take over Alpha Tauri rather than Red Bull. And, and like, give Felipe Dragovich a seat. Sure. Yes. It's sure. a part of the terms. All right. Um, so. Yeah, we had a VSC. I hate virtual safety cars. The virtual safety car, like we haven't even talked about it, but basically Hamilton was in prime position to overtake Max on track mm-hmm. towards the end of the race. Mm-hmm. And 
the virtual safety car slightly screwed that up and then later Wait. we had a real safety car that just completely blew it out of the water well, i thought max would have to overtake lewis you're right you're right you're right okay because mm, Le- lewis wasn't gonna Lu- stop yeah lewis was gonna keep going but yeah. max was gonna have to stop again yeah um but still like on track fighting yeah but and it would have been really exciting with the virtual safety car max came into the pits right yes also love to note that charles had just pitted triggering Verstappen to pit and mercedes to double stack their drivers for medium so mercedes also came in under the virtual safety car mm-hmm. and max mm-hmm. they did a good double stack max was first and then it was lewis and then george and then charles so okay. in the virtual safety car car virtual safety car period charles lost essentially like net third net second which we knew i knew he would anyways at least one of the positions yeah so then virtual safety car goes away right yes we go green mick passes vettel again and at this point lewis is starting to rage he said that the virtual safety car has stuffed us and then i said ban the virtual safety car because i mean you and i we both i you don't like it either, right? Yeah. I hate when they go virtual safety car to safety car. Mm. I don't I have just a don't problem like it. with it if we use it sparingly. I think it should be used very sparingly. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, like, I don't know what they should have done for this situation. That would have been better. But I was just mad at it because it screwed Lewis. And I was rooting for Lewis at that point. Yeah, because I'm still a Lewis girl on occasion, <laughs> especially when I want something to get spiced up. It's been a while. Okay, but then <clears throat> we got a real safety car. Yeah, a lot like fifty-five. Yeah, I wrote Botas is on the side of the road, lost the engine, signs past Ocon right by the car. Uh, feels illegal. That's right. Um, apparently wasn't. Yeah. It felt very illegal to me. I think he passed him technically before he mm. got to the yellows. It's a straight, so it's hard. But yeah. um, it was fine. He also gave, did he give the he gave the position back? Did he? He was told to. I he was definitely I know told, he was to. told to. I don't to. think he did. I that's also I, a weird, like I don't think if he gave the position back, he wouldn't have gotten a penalty anyway. If yeah, they thought that was wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah, full safety car, more pits. Max came in for softs from the lead. And I remember mm-hmm. they were like, that seems weird. And I was like, I don't, I think that's probably not a bad idea. It was giving me Abu Dhabi vibes <laughs> because Max was going to be on fresh softs. Oh no! With Hamilton <laughs> in the lead at a, vir- or at a safety car restart. But Max was in the lead. Was he? Yeah. He pitted from the lead. Well, but like after pitting. Oh yeah. yeah. Then he was behind him. Yeah. And then George Charles came into pit. Thank God. I, was like, I don't need this. <laughs> what would you have done if he didn't? I mean, I would have expected it. Yeah. Um, but then because the uh, Valtteri's car was on the main straight, they the safety car went through the pit lane and then like everyone started pitting. And George, who was on mediums, was like, I can't lose the warm-up on these tires are too hard. I need the softs. And he was, like, about to 
he was I think before they found out this safety car was going through the pit lane because Alex Albon was in front of him mm-hmm. and he was like waving at him to like get out of the way because he wanted yeah. to go in the pit lane. yeah <laughs> anyway they had a late call he went in for softs mm-hmm. came he out made behind- that call yes he came out behind Max because when Max <laughs> came into pit he came out behind uh Lewis Hamilton. and George so when George went in, he came up behind Max. So now there's no one between Max and Lewis, mm-hmm. which felt like a weird choice for Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Although that does feel like a, a Ferrari mistake to make for Ferrari yeah. to be like, no, both of you stay out there. Both of you die. Yeah. Because I do think Max would have passed both of them easily. For sure. And I think, <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was a better result for the team to have George decide to pit. Yeah, I mean that what the team should have done is told Lewis to pit. Yeah, but they didn't. Hindsight. Um, and then so everyone started to pit because they were in the safety, the safety car lane, safety car yeah. lane, the Ooh. pit lane. Yes. <laughs> everyone started to pit because they were already in the pit lane and like lots of soft tires. So it was and Lewis. We had a signs moment again. Oh, we had unsafe release from Ferrari. Yeah. Um, but I think Lewis and one other driver were the only ones on mediums. Yeah. I, made the race I was like trying to keep track of who was pitting. And then I just said, my brain hurts. I can't keep track. Oh, apparently Paris was on mediums. Oh. I don't remember oh. that, but. And then Lewis had a little moment yeah oh, apparently he said it's going to be hard to keep that car behind me now mm-hmm. because he had a lockup on his mediums yeah um and like so i was thinking about it before the restart i was like i feel like any other race especially with the lead that max has he might be like oh fine whatever but it was his home race so he had to fight like he, it didn't he seem like it was that hard of a fight it wasn't it so was it was it was kind of sad yeah it was like he just immediately it was giving was it was giving the sadder version because lewis really had no fight yeah as um charles and silverstone mm. so mm-hmm. that was way worse yeah that was way more emotional plus we were and charles gave up the fight of his life yeah all lewis did was complain yeah Okay, so safety car goes in. They have the restart. Max passes Lewis easily. Immediately. Yeah. And then shortly after, Russell passes Lewis. Mm-hmm. And then Charles He almost Lewis. Rammed into, ran, rammed into Hamilton. It was close. It was a little feisty. Yeah. And Lewis was starting to get very feisty on the radio. Mm-hmm. And Toto was done. He like took off his glasses, put his little microphone up. He was like, I'm done. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. He just, it wasn't just like one statement of like, we'll talk about this later. He just kept saying, like, you guys did this to me. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like he very rarely does that. So it was that much. Yeah. Yeah. But he is definitely someone who usually blames. Which I can see, like the team should have done. That was a team yeah. issue, but yeah, still like it's like it's partially guy. it was a team issue, but partially they were probably just going to keep them both out. 
Yeah, but I think Lewis still would have been complaining. Like, I'm sure part of that was because George passed him. Yeah. Um, but and George probably wouldn't have passed him had he not pitted. gotten softs. Yeah. So. And then yeah. Lewis probably would have stayed in third. Mm-hmm. Still not what he wanted, though. He wanted to win. Was yeah. I the only one when people we were talking about Lewis could win this thing? Like, before all this stuff was happening, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, we can't. It, like, took me a while to, like, believe that it could happen but then once I started believing it could happen it all started falling apart for him so I was like oh perfect love that as soon as I start getting ready to like cheer for him it's done he ain't winning yeah uh Checo was like all up on signs because Carlos was having bad graining like right away Uh and at one point he tried to pass him and Carlos he didn't like he's kind of stayed on his line but then Checo mm-hmm. was like he pushed me off yeah he was like I don't know about that my guy mm-hmm. um and then after that Checo just kind of lost he was out of a second and then he had to defend against Alonso but that didn't matter anyways because Carlos had a five second penalty from his unsafe release yeah um yeah that's pretty much the end of it yeah I was hoping that Russell might like get up near Max at the end. Interesting, interesting. I just, Delusion. I just wanted something different to happen. <laughs> like, just not like just just something different. Monza, please do what you've done the last two years. It's not going to happen. It's going to be so boring, I'm sure, just because the last two years have been so good. I'm so upset. <laughs> I just want to go into a Monza weekend, hopeful. We get Did to watch it, it together. To... That's true. Last year, I was worried about McLaren, and that turned out to be, like, super founded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I, I'm not even worried about Red Bull because I just know Max is going to win. Yeah. At Monza? Come on. Mm-hmm. stupid straights yeah what let's just turn off drs crazy idea let's just not use it red bull's still gonna be faster mm-hmm. but it'll be less painful yeah maybe. maybe maybe let's just turn off red bull's DRS. that's what i was gonna say get rid of, <laughs> get rid of drs for them yeah. everyone else can have it remember when max was having his drs problem that was in spain that was a good time um i'm really confused okay if you go on the f1 app okay if you go to the like race results okay for 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 the fastest lap it says williard (laughs) like who is that who is williard (laughs) i have no idea who got fastest lap max the final results for the race Mm-hmm. On the podium, we had Max, Russell, Leclerc, Woo. fourth Hamilton, fifth Perez, sixth Alonso, seventh Norris, eighth Sainz, ninth Ocon, tenth Stroll, eleventh Gasly, twelfth Albon, thirteenth Schumacher, fourteenth Vettel, fifteenth Magnussen, ha, sixteenth Joe, seventeenth Ricardo, eighteenth Latifi, and then our DNFs were Botas and Sunoda. So out in Q1, I remember this time. Okay. Okay. So 
Latifi, who qualified 20th, came in 18th. You think yep. that's better? No, it was still last. Uh, Vettel, who qualified 19th, finished 14th. Yep. That's right. Yep. Daniel Ricardo qualified 18th. He finished 17th. It's actually worse. A place yeah. worse. <laughs> Kevin Magnuson qualified 17th, finished 15th. After his first lap, little oopsie. Not that bad. Yeah. Uh, Botas qualified 16th and he DNF'd. So I guess Vettel. Seb. Yeah. Nice job, Vettel. Congratulations. You are our winner. <laughs> How cute. We'll send you a gift. Beautiful arrangement. Yes. Just send us your address. Yeah. And we'll get right on the Yeah. Your home address too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want a P.O. box. You can't send an edible arrangement to a P.O. box. No. We want to make sure that you and the family can enjoy your edible arrangement. And I want confirmation that it's your home address, none of this yes. manager stuff. Yes. All right. <laughs> We're going to get a restraining order. <laughs> uh, awards or predictions? Uh, this could be a predictions first. Okay. For this race, yeah. So for poll, right. huh? Dinosaur. Oh, sorry. I have to rid of Zoom when I'm. Oh, right, right. Talking about the thing. You're right, you're right. Um, so, I said Leclerc for pole. You said Verstappen. Ooh. You were correct. I was not. Don't remember that. Um, and then for the podium, we both had Verstappen winning, Leclerc second, and then I had Sainz third, you had Perez third. So, we both got the winner right, and Three. then we both had Leclerc on the podium, but one off because so three yeah and i said leclerc for fast up you said verstappen so Ooh. you have overtaken me <gasps> what yeah so you have 62 i have 61 now crazy look at that comeback like yep. charles is gonna make yeah exactly <laughs> i <laughs> i would pay money to see yeah, he's that. gonna win the championship it's gonna happen Awards, awards. Okay. Wholesome moment. Wholesome. I will, full okay, disclaimer, I made all of my awards before the F1 race. Okay. So. All right. Because I, I only um, focused on what really matters, which is F2. Yes. Okay. What was your wholesome moment? Uh, Clem congratulating Felipe on the radio after he won his feature race. Did you hear it? It was no. adorable. Oh, because he crashed. So he was at the pit wall and he was by his engineer just watching. Mm -hmm. And then he won and then he got on the radio and he says, Felipe, it's Clem. Like, unfortunately, I had to watch from the sidelines, but congratulations on your win. Oh, that's cute. It was adorable. Yeah. Also, I just love Clem. Like, I hope he, he gets a seat next year. I'm sure he will because this has just been like an outlier year. Mm -hmm. And also he's managed by Fernando. Or at least his team. I don't think Fernando's the actual manager. Got it. Um, but he's just had a rough season. That was my wholesome moment. My wholesome moment. I didn't like, I feel like there weren't a ton. If you watched F2, there would be. Um, well, I didn't. So I said there was like a radio. Oh, no. Okay. I figured it out. Um, oh, so what? I can guess what you're going to say. What is it? Does it have to do with Mick? Yes. And Seb? No. Okay. Um, it was Mick after Quali yesterday. He like mm, 
center radio and he was like happy you guys are gonna have to do push-ups because I guess they like made a bet with his team or whatever that if he got into Q3 or something they were gonna have to do push-ups so he was happy they were gonna have to do push-ups that's kind of sad I thought it was funny yeah but like it's technically a bet against him I know people like teams do that though but yeah but like in like the way he said it was cute too okay you need to calm down Lewis that's fair mine was Fred Vassour Vassour? Mm. Mm -hmm. when he made his Latifi comment I haven't talked about it yet hold on I will read it because it just felt out of nowhere okay I'm gonna eat a cheese it all right Okay, so Fred said, there's no, this is about last week when Valtteri was taken out. Um, There's no such thing as luck or bad luck with DNFs. Sometimes it's technical, sometimes engine, sometimes Latifi. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) And he's usually like a quiet guy, so. That was savage. Yeah love that <laughs> um gold star you tried i don't know if i i stand <clears throat> firm on this oh what? you didn't tell me about your need you need to come down oh just lewis he was oh right 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 like i he like I, under, I get it but it was just like a little too much yeah i like how at the end toto came on and was like um yeah i know like it didn't go the way you wanted but let's talk about it back at the office he kept saying we'll talk about it later and then he was like at the office like don't say anything else right now (laughs) and then lewis said i just want to congratulate or thank all the mechanics (laughs) specifically just the mechanics Mm -hmm. it's like those were the best pit stops we've had yeah um which was a nice thing to say yeah but it's also like just the mechanics everyone else can shove it yeah um gold star you tried it's the pigeons Mm. They tried. He said to, Hamilton. They tried to get up in there. Okay. He tried. It was as close to a win as he's gotten this season. Yeah. Did you? Were the pigeons as like prevalent on during the F one race? Um, they were prevalent in I think Quali or F three. Okay, because for the F two races, they were straight up on the racing line they were just risking their lives there were definitely some murdered but then but they wouldn't show it obviously but then Uh they were like um they would film i guess it was a replay because they wouldn't risk showing like playing a bird getting murdered live (laughs) so it was a replay (laughs) of a bird slowly like all the cars coming on the racing line fast whatever and then Mm -hmm. this bird just inching closer (laughs) oh dear to the line and then finally he flew away and they're like what mm. is why are they this? Uh, just so inclined to yeah whatever's over there yeah maybe Apparently. they're just adrenaline junkies maybe someone i saw someone and it was like what did they put like a bunch of bird feed over there like yeah um yeah, maybe that's what's trying to grab was hamilton mm-hmm. i already explained that i don't know why i just said it again dumpster fire Haas's Mick pit stops. That's fair. Uh, I, I before the race, I said it was the F two safety car restart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also might just say Carlos's race. Yeah, it was. Bad. Yeah, 
bad all-star of the weekend <coughs> lance uh, i said felipe because i'm boring but also uh the the alcohol everyone was drinking clearly uh uh-huh yeah so i said lance because like he quietly had a very solid weekend Love that. like it wasn't like he like started from the back and like randomly came up he just like had a solid weekend all around as solid as you can have in an aston martin you know yeah what did he where did he finish again 10th so points again yep. i just don't i forget lance exists for someone who loves lance yeah i forget he exists all the time you do but it's understandable he's easy easy to forget about sadly yeah. sorry okay next race monza what happened last year what do you mean what happened last year oh yeah Daniel yeah who was on pole max or lewis there were penalties mm. weren't there mm. i don't remember yuki's gonna oh yeah we didn't talk about that yuki got a reprimand oh, and so yeah. that puts him up at the top so yeah. he's taking a 10 place i don't know if anyone remembers but i've been following those reprimands since the beginning uh-huh. <laughs> i was like oh my god yuki got it because he's had five since like spain yeah so he finally got the fifth one and now we have a grid penalty feel yep. bad about it because also his have been super inconsistent mm-hmm. like the penalty the things he gets penalties for other people do not yeah um, oh and i also saw something about signs is probably I saw something about how signs is probably going to take a grid penalty next race because of power unit stiff. Ferrari are going to give Carlos signs, their driver, a grid penalty at Monza. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. That's what I heard. Don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Monza 53 laps. Okay. It's in Italy. Wow. Did you know that? Uh, <laughs> no idea. It's Ferrari's home race. There are two DRS zones. I think. No, there's three. Two. Two detection zones. Two DRS zones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's the fastest track, right? In the, on the calendar. It's the Temple of Speed. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. They call it the Temple of Speed. You know what that, um, hey, how that makes me feel? Not great. You know why? Because Red Bull's fast. Cars are on full throttle for 80% of the lap. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. I'm excited about it because I love Monza. Mm -hmm. I just pray for podium. Mm -hmm. I don't think it 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 would suit Mercedes. Mm -mm. It shouldn't, right? Mm -mm. So they should be out of it. So it should be a Ferrari versus I think they'll be out of it unless... It's just a weird Monza like the last two seasons have been. Mm-hmm. And I think Charles... Pierre can, win? I will take it. I will take a Pierre win again. I think Charles can finish or qualify ahead of Checo. Mm-hmm. So that gives me a cushion. Yeah. A second or third. Yep. Yeah. Uh, unless they mess something up, mm-hmm. which is very possible. We shall see. So podium. Or predictions. Um, I'm going to say Max on pole. As much as I would love a Charles on pole. Should I just say it? 
Say what? Is that jinxing it? I don't know. I don't know either. Yep. I right, I, I'm going to go over shopping for poll. I mean, yeah, that's the clear. Yeah. And then. But I want it so bad. Yeah. But he would lose first right away anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe I hope he doesn't get poll because they focus on race pace. So I'm going to say Max poll. Okay. Max wins. Mm-hmm. Stupid Red Bull. <laughs> Stupid Adrian Newey. Um, I'll be. I'll say Charles second. Okay. And I'll even say Carlos third. I'll give the Ferrari that. Okay. The Ferrari. I'll give the tough See that. Sorry. Oh, but I forgot about the Carlos penalty. So no signs. Perez. Random person. Stroll. Vettel. Do I think you go? I'll think about it. I'm going to go Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc. And I'm going to say signs for fast lap. I'm going to say max for fastest lap. Um, I just, it all depends on if Carlos has a penalty. If he has a penalty, I think he's not on the podium. But do I think Ferrari will give him a penalty in Monza? Well, let's look it up. He definitely needs a new engine. And you can overtake in Monza, but they yes. wouldn't do that last year. So I don't know why they do it this year. Because last year they had the engine upgrades. They were pushing for after Monza. And I was like, but why? Okay, so I see on a, an account that's called Ferrari News oh, and like another that. account that says, Carlos Sainz confirms that he will mount a new PU in Monza, the new hybrid weighs two kilograms less and will bring the car to minimum weight how could they change their engine i don't know okay well i'll take it i'll say checo then okay so we have yeah all right end it it now (laughs) all right that's it for this dutch grand prix episode make sure you email the netherlands about their flag yeah CCS. and ccs at double waved yellows at gmail.com yep and then we're on instagram twitter tiktok and tumblr at double waved pod find us there have a good week we're gonna Watch be at the indie race oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh so our episode might be late i don't know i think probably we could record it we probably record after it we watch it before we go to the race and then i can yeah. edit it when i go home so it should be on time okay um yeah so you get excited because you're gonna have to watch f2 at like two in the morning <laughs> okay <laughs> okay all right bye bye thanks for listening and stay racy